I'm telling y'all, if Impact had a little bit more of a budget and somebody to invest in them, they'd be taking over. Welcome in to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always, I mean always, he means always, she means always, they mean always, you mean always, an instant classic. Did he do it? Hey, We will see you on the flippity dippity. Oh yeah. You know, I want to change it up. I want I want to change it up today. I really do. First off, what's going on, good people? DJ here, Justin over there. Uh, you know, um, I want to change it up today. I feel like I always host these things. And I'm gonna make Justin host it. I'm gonna put him on the spot. Gonna put me on the spot. I'm gonna put him on the spot. I'm nope. gonna make Justin host this one, and I'm gonna sit back and relax. <laughs> no, I'm still gonna talk, uh, but uh, I, I just I don't know. I was like I was like, well. Might as well put Justin on the spot today and and let him host it. Plus, I didn't write down all the promos. Uh, that that's my real issue here. I didn't, I didn't write really down write that much promos. Uh, <laughs> I didn't write down all the promos, uh, so I was hoping he helped me out. Uh, but you want to host this one? You want me to? I, I, I don't care. I'm good. Either I don't way. care. I don't, I don't care how we do it. Um, you know what? You go ahead and do it. Uh, let's 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 change it up. Let's change let's change it up. The, the Impact Gurus are back again. Let's change it up. Let's change it up. Here we go. So. DJ, let, let me know. Let me know your full thoughts on this pay per view. Like, what do you think about the show? Ay 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 That's not bad. I, I, usually, usually, I, I, I is bad for me. Like, usually, it's just like you might as well just, just, just cut it off. Um, so, I feel like Impact doesn't come out here and do it again. They they didn't done it again, Justin. They didn't done it again, Justin. Um, this was a good show. Um, there was a couple matches I didn't care about, like the uh, five man tag team, no five man ten man tag team match they had was between uh, the Bullet Club and Honor No More. Yeah, I mean, like the concept was cool. Honor No More being there was cool. Bullet Club being there was cool. But I am so ten man tag team matched out. Like I just am. I just I can't. Like AEW has ruined that entire concept for me right now. So I need a little bit of time now. Like I do enjoy like elimination matches i think it's just like the traditional 10 man 12 man eight man even six man at this point tag team matches is just it's throwing me off right now it's just not leaving leaving a good taste in my mouth i just don't like it you know i just like i don't know what it is right now like that's the only match that i was just like and eh, i don't really care i'm not gonna watch it like out of everything else everything else i thought was was pretty good uh, I mean, I, I think there were some high spots and some low spots. I think uh, there were honestly way more high spots than there were low spots. I think Impact deserves a lot of credit for that. I, I wasn't a huge fan of, of Tasha Steeles and Havoc. Uh, just I just wasn't. I'll get into it a little more later. Um, but, I mean, other than that and the Ting Man tag match, which I'm sure was good, I just didn't feel like I, – I just – I couldn't take it. Uh, other than that, I, I thought I thought it was pretty good. And, I mean, at least it had a purpose uh, – for the show, but I mean, I, I I have thoughts on it. I just that match, I could I just couldn't do it. But overall thoughts, Justin, what, what, what was you? How was you feeling about 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 this uh this show? Like I said this multiple times before, but like Impact, they're doing great stuff right now, and they make these um these smaller they make these shows feel important. I mean, they have pretty good surprises on here. I mean, there were 
There were a few surprises to be on here, which I wasn't expecting. Well, actually, there was one I was expecting, but there was one that I really, you know, really, like, that threw me through a, threw me for a swerve. Um, but I, I actually definitely agree about the 10-man tag team match, you know, between, um, I don't know more and Bullet Club. I definitely, like, think, like, especially what AEW is doing right now. Like, they they have so many tag team matches over there. Especially, you know, what, what stuff is going on with, um, you know, the, like the Young Bucks or whatever they're calling their team. The Young Bucks and, or the Undisputed, uh, Bucks or, or whatever they're calling their whole tag team right now. The Undisputed Elite or something? Something like that. The Undisputed Elite, yeah, there we go. Like, that stuff is like, have me drained right now. Like, I'm just... My thing is, too, and I want to mention, uh, too, before you get into too much of your overall thoughts, I wanted to say, too, like, I feel like, how do I say this? I feel like Impact, Impact is good, but they're almost like, I had a good analogy and I didn't write it down, so now I forgot it, but I'll think about it later. But I, I just feel like Impact is good. I just wish they had somebody to invest into them. Uh, I feel like if they had the money to invest and to make their show feel a little bit bigger um, and like, you know, maybe have bigger. I, I don't I don't even care if they stay in the same general arena uh, for a good point portion of time, like they kind of did with the impact zone uh, basically throughout their entire history. But until, of course, recently when when uh, they were bought out by uh, Anthem. But I mean. I just I feel like impact is good, but I also feel like if they had more money, I feel like they could do more. Um, you know, I feel like it's that's always been the issue. I think with impact, I think it's been less about less about the in ring. I think the in ring has always been good. They've always been pretty consistent with that. They've been pretty consistent about keeping you interested throughout in the, the show you know yeah. yeah in the stories like i mean i i had i didn't get a chance to watch rebellion yet still uh i didn't get a chance to watch rebellion but i was still interested in this show and i still wanted to watch this show uh and not just because i was doing a review on it like i i genuinely like i like like, like i really did justin like i genuinely enjoyed this show like i mm-hmm. ge- like i found myself being like oh ah oh yeah that was so freaking good let's go yeah, what the heck? Like, I really did. Like, I really found myself enjoying this show. Like, I don't know what it was about this show that was different. I don't know. If it's it's because they were in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's why. Because you're secretly a Bengals fan. It, That's this what is... it is. Yep. It gets me every time. No, but, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. This show, like, not even just this show, but just, like, it was just something enjoyable about this. I don't I, – I can't even put my finger on it. I just – really enjoyed like and maybe it was just that that it was just that a really good show um Mm -hmm. you know i think i think it had a couple of iffy matches and really it was just one but other than that i think i i I truly i just really enjoyed this show like i don't know what it was i really found myself like smiling and happy throughout this show i really like this was a good little break i needed to 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 watch this show uh but back to your overall thoughts sorry i didn't mean to but you know okay so kind of going back like this is kind of going back to AEW here so i mean you know people get so excited you know like like oh yeah who's gonna be showing up like i feel like um impact used to be that way like oh who who's the former you know former WWE superstar they're gonna they're gonna be signing this week or like i feel like that's what AEW is turned to like like 
each week you're tuning in and like, oh yeah, who's who's gonna be showing up, you know, this week and like but Impact here, they really tie me in like with their whole stories that they're doing and like the the match quality is really good. I mean the budget, like it, even though it's small, I'm still enjoying what they're doing right now. And I, I think like I said, I think Impact is like the best solid wrestling show, like the best alternative right now to like WWE. And but I mean it was a good show. Impact's net worth is four million dollars. Now I don't have four million dollars. Uh I don't have four million dollars laying around just to go and buy Impact and, and invest money in it. Uh but you know, I heard somebody, Casey does. I heard Casey has that. Maybe. Uh he might have four dollars. But I <laughs> I feel like I just want somebody like I don't know I want somebody who is interested in wrestling like and maybe that's what what else small when Billy Corgan was there too I don't know like it's just weird like Dixie Carter gets so much freaking flag and I get it she she wasted a lot of money she invested a lot in a lot of things that probably she shouldn't have invested in but dang on it didn't impact her big time when Dixie yeah but I mean but dang on it did did impact feel big time when Dixie was, was over there? Like mm-hmm. you got to credit her a little bit. I know we want to discredit Dixie as much as possible, but I mean, at least she made the show feel big and like, there's nothing wrong with having a smaller show. Like, I mean, ring of honor historically has been small for its entire existence, but mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, it's still a good wrestling show. It's still over the years has been a good wrestling show, but I mean, I just, I don't know. There's something about wrestling that like, just feels better in an arena. And I don't know, like, you know, with budgeting, I don't know if they just don't, the turnout's not good enough. I don't know. But I just, I just, I want to see Impact, like, rise back up again because I feel like they have, like, everything you need, just not the money, right? Like, like mm-hmm. they really do. Like, they have, I mean, there's talent all over the place. Like, I mean, even freaking Steve Macklin, who I wasn't interested in two days ago, uh, like even him had me like watching that match. Like, okay, I like this freaking guy now. I don't know what it is. Like, like they have, like, I feel like they have good writers, right? Like, I just feel like if they could find some sort of a better budget, I would be happy. I would be so happy to see Impact find a better budget and showcase that they deserve this. And a better TV network also. Buy it. Buy it. Just buy the whole company. Buy the whole company, keep the employees. You got the money. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, somebody. Like, I just, it's like, I, I just feel like if Impact had AEW money, what could be? You know, mm-hmm. what could be? But anyway, sorry. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and quit wasting time. Let's actually talk about the show here. So the first match, did, did you watch the pre-show or anything? Or the not. Ca- countdown to Under Siege? Okay, I didn't either. Um... So first match we had was Master Range before the siege. Yes, exactly. We had Master Rain going up against Giselle Shaw, if I can say her name right. Which she um, Giselle Shaw went over Master Rain. What's your thoughts on this match? Oh man, man, man! What a what a way to start the show. It's funny. I came into this match and I was like, "Nope, not gonna watch it. Not gonna watch it," because I had heard that. Um, the inspiration were like taking a break or something. And I was like, dang, on it. The freaking, um, what's the name of Madison Rain's team? Why am I blanking on it? Uh, the influence. The influence. I was like, I just knew the influence were transitional champions and I don't like this. So I, at first I thought it was a tag team match. And then 
my brain clicked and I, and I was like, oh, it's a singles match. Okay. I'm, I'm a little more into it. Let's see what this Giselle is about. You know, let's see what this Giselle Shaw is about. Right. Uh, and I mean, going against Madison Rain is, is, is for me, first time I've seen her is a good start. So I was excited. Um, and I started watching it and I was like, okay, I'm liking this. Cause you know, Madison's a freaking pro pros pro and Giselle Shaw. If you don't know where she's good. I mean, I I've seen her for one match. She's pretty darn good. The will barrel, uh, driver thing, whatever that was, uh, was that massive amazing. rated. That was nice. That, that was beautiful. Uh, I just, I, I like them both. I really do. Like I love Madison rain. I've always, always have. And, you know, she was kind of that bright spot wrestling wise of the beautiful people. Love, love Madison Rain. And then also, you know, I, I'm liking Giselle Shaw. I don't know much about her, still learning about her, but I like her a lot. Right. I really do. I just, I mean, and the running knee at the end to, to get the win, a little running like bicycle knee type thing that Shaw did. I like her. It makes me want to see more of her. Like, I want to see what she's going to do. I want to see how they book her more. Cause I mean, I, I just, I've always felt like the knockouts have been pretty consistent throughout. The town has changed, but at the same time, they've always had good women's wrestlers in impact. And I think, uh, you know, Giselle Shaw adding to that list. I, I think she's good. I thought this match was, was, was awesome for uh, just a, you know, beginning of the show match. Like, I guess she's trying to get into the, the tag title picture or something like that. I mean, you know, just a, a good way to start the show. I, I thought it was good. Yeah. It kind of seems odd. Like with the match, you know, with, uh, with Alicia Edwards being like the manager, like or being with Giselle Shaw, like it kind of seems weird because I feel like a more of a fit would be like Lady Frost and Giselle Shaw. I feel like that might be because you know, I mean, Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost have been going at it quite a bit on impact. Um, so I feel like maybe they would, you know, have become like a tight team, but yeah, this Giselle Shaw, you know, she's been really, you know, really surprising me. Like, and like DJ said, you know, I don't, we don't really know much about her right now, but like she's been. You know, she's been doing some pretty decent stuff. And I thought it was a solid opener right here. I'm, I really wasn't expecting Giselle Shaw to get the win here, though. Like, I, I really wasn't expecting it at all. Um, like I said, so, solid opener here. And then next, we had a backstage segment with uh, Gia interviewing the Briscoe brothers. And I, I thought this was a really good, really good interview. You know, they mentioned how they're going to take the tag team titles back to Sandy Poor. And, you know, I like how on commentary, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was uh, Tom Hanfield. He was like, this is the best promo I've ever seen since um, that 33 and 3 um, percent, um, <laughs> yeah, 33 and 3% or, or something like that. <laughs> so I thought that was um, that was very funny from commentary. Um, but what was your thoughts on this promo here? For me, I felt like... It was good. Like, I mean, it's typical Briscoes, right? Like, like you're not going to get a bad promo out of the Briscoes. And, uh, you know, the way they've kind of defined themselves as this just unique tag team over the years, and they, they just continue to be that, um, you know, very believable. Just, you know, I just I – th- I think the thing that got me the most, like what I was most excited to see – was the fact that they were outside of Ring of Honor. I feel like we, we haven't seen the Briscoes outside of Ring of Honor in forever. You know, it's just nice to see them somewhere else. And that's no offense to Ring of Honor. That's more so just saying, like, you know, it's nice to see other wrestlers in different promotions. You know, the, I mean, they're soon to be Ring of Honor Hall of Famers, right? Like, they're mainstays in Ring of Honor. They, they like it. They're almost like the Randy Orton, right? The Randy Ortons of Ring of Honor. Like, it's like they're not leaving. 
You know, they're not leaving. They never wanted to leave. I mean, I'm not saying they never wanted to leave to go anywhere else, but like they never did. Right. They never left to go anywhere else. It was always Ring of Honor. Like Ring of Honor literally had to be bought out and not doing shows to for, for them to go somewhere else. Like, I mean, you know, the, the, the loyalty from them, I think, I think has always been been amazing to me. But it, it was just nice to see them outside of Ring of Honor. That was my biggest thing that I took from this. Like, I mean, I love the Briscoes. Uh, obviously, you know, one of the, one of the top t- tag teams of all time. But at the same time, you know, to see them doing some other things, I, I just really enjoyed that. I don't know what it was. The Briscoes are le- legends at this point. So it's kind of like it was just cool to see them doing some some other stuff outside of Ring of Honor. I, I don't you know, and like I said, no offense to Ring of Honor, but at the same time, you know, it was just cool to see them in impact. I, th- I think that was the, the you know funnest part. Mm hmm. Uh, I definitely agree with that. And also, so the Briscoes, they were back at the um, Multiverses of Matches show, or back in, you know, during like WrestleMania weekend, they were going up against the Good Brothers, which that's the first time they were going for the titles there. And then uh, I thought they were going to be that mi- one of the mystery teams in at Rebellion, which I thought they should have been. Rather than, because like they were announced, like the Briscoes were announced that they were going to be showing up at the TV tapings. Which kind of took away from my surprise, you know, kind of took away from the surprise factor. But I, I'm happy that the Brisker Bros are here in Impact, you know. I don't know if they're fully, like, signed with Impact, but I'm I'm happy what they're doing. Like, and it's kind of a breath of fresh air, and you know, it seems like out of side of um, Ring of Honor here and stuff. It, it's something different. And I feel like um, if Rabid was, was watching Impact, he, he would def- he, he would love the Briscoes. Because you know how his favorite team is the Bushwhackers? You know, they kind of run me a lot with the Bushwhackers a little bit. Well, and I think, too, like, the thing about the Briscoes is they've always come off as authentic. Like, they, they've never come off as, as a gimmick. Um, and, you know, like, once again, like, that that's – nothing against guys who are gimmicks, right? Guys who are defined by gimmicks. That's nothing against the takers of the world. That's nothing against the Dan Housens of the world. But at the same time, not to compare the two, but uh, but at the same time, like, you know, it's cool to see wrestlers that are authentically themselves too. You know, you got to have that balance. You got to have that balance of, you know, we got character-driven wrestlers here. We got more, like, this is who I am turned up to 8,000 degrees here. So I, I, that's what I've always liked about them too. Like it, it's always felt realistic and authentic and believable with the Briscoes. Uh, even when Jay was going, going after the, you know, the world championship or he, he was coming back from a uh, injury, I think uh, back mm-hmm. when he faced Jay lethal, one of my favorite uh, things ring of honor ever did uh, that whole thing with the unification and everything. Ju- I mean, just the believability of it. And then, uh, of course, you know, Mark is hilarious. Um, literally, he's literally, uh, I think Casey and uh, Mark are the same person. Uh, just the, <laughs> the way, the way they talk. Like if you, uh, if you watch any of, uh, any of our TikToks, you, you will, uh, and you hear Casey speak, you'll probably be like, that's literally Mark Briscoe. Um, so I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there for you guys, just in case you haven't noticed it. They have, they have a third brother. They have a third brother. <laughs> Chase Briscoe. Um, <laughs> Chase Briscoe. Cassie, Cassie Briscoe. Uh, next match we have here is Steve Macklin going up against Chris Sabin, which I'm, who, I'm trying to figure out who won this. Wasn't Chris? Yeah, Chris Sabin won this match, but it was yeah. by like a small package. Yeah. So I, I thought this was a really good match, but I think well, that. He, no, he won with sh- the Cradle Shot. Oh, yeah, he did win the Cradle Shot. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was a small package or something. I mean, it looks like a small package the way he pins him, but. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I thought this was a really good match. You know, really hard hitting between both guys. Um, and I, I even like how Macklin, you know, interacts with the crowd and stuff. You know, how he gets he gets up in their faces sometimes. I, I really enjoy that. Um, and so they were both... These two guys really have good chemistry with each other. So I thought it was a good match. But I feel like they should have had Steve Macklin win here. I mean, Steve Macklin did win. I mean, he won at um, the Rebellion show. And which also like during like the pre match like video package this, you know, Steve Macklin he was upset that he wasn't a part of the um, world championship match. Which I think that he, he should have been like in that world championship match because he he's been pretty dominant lately. And I I like what Steve Macklin's doing here. Like he he's been growing at, growing on me as of late. Um but what's your thoughts on this match? I I can't agree more. I think Steve Steve Macklin went from a guy who I was excited to see to I didn't care about to now I'm like really excited to see how much more he's going to grow with an impact. Uh, and I and, and I don't think it was necessarily his fault. I think it was just like the initial how the how did they determine how we get to know him? I think Steve Macklin Steve Macklin comes off as like you know the typical baby face when he's a face. So I think turning him heel was probably the best thing they could have done to kind of just. I think some guys just relish in that heel uh, mentality. Like that, that gives them everything they need. Uh, you know, like there's some guys who can, who can do both, but I think there's certain guys who just fit better in one. Uh, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, EY is another guy who can, who can do both uh, very well, but I feel like with, with this match, first off, I felt like I wanted some more video packages uh, with with just within the show in general. But like, especially for some of the matches that were more not title matches, right? I wanted I wanted a couple more video packages so I could catch up a little bit more on what was going on, on why Steve Macklin was doing this, why Steve Macklin a heel, right? Like, I I just I felt like this match kind of needed that to to showcase, you know. Who is Steve Macklin? Why is he the way he is? Like, what you know? Who is this guy? Like, that, that's that was my biggest thing. But I feel like he's really believable as like a smash mouth, smash mouth, smash mouth brawler. Easy mm-hmm. for me to say, smash mouth brawler. He is a you know he's believable in that sense. I, I think he he looks like you know just like a gritty. He just has a gritty demeanor about him, uh, and, and I think that works for him. The senton catch it into into the power bomb on the apron. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, that, 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 was, that was good. And I don't know how they even pulled that off. Like, you know, like he caught him so low. I was thinking, you know, he's going to hit the ground. Like, but they, I mean, they pulled that off uh, pretty much flawlessly. And then the false finish with Macklin grabbing the rope was really good too. Uh, you know, it really felt like he was going to, you know, kind of steal the victory off of that. And they did a good job with that. Um, I, the the little corner kick botch, you know, of course that happens. Uh, I, I mean, I, I I love you you wrestling fans, uh, but botches are going to happen, and I think it's uh, how you uh, either cover them up or adjust to the fact that it happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's on the commentary team to say such because I don't know. Like it's hard for me to say because I'm not, you know I'm not I'm not a wrestler. I don't know any of the training or if something like that happens to where it looks that bad, are you supposed to redo it? Are you supposed to fake like it, it happened, but at the same time, 
it didn't hit as much or are you supposed to act like it made full contact i've always wondered that about about wrestlers because you know some wrestlers will realize that something botched and they will make that adjustment they'll do it again which i never really liked uh, mm-hmm. I I like it more when if something does botch, it's like oh he barely hit it, and I think that's on the yeah. See, that, that's too. the same. That's just, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I definitely like when Club Circle's like oh that, that didn't have as much force as you mm-hmm. know we thought it did. Like or yep. yeah, exactly. He, yeah, exactly. He 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 didn't hit that the way he wanted to. I think that's the best way to cover it up because I mean it it, it happens right. It, like like it happens if somebody uh, in football whiffs on a block. You're not gonna be like, well, well, dang, he whipped on the block. He's gonna try to like adjust and make, you know, he's mm-hmm. not gonna give up on it. He's gonna adjust and try to try to uh, figure out what he can do about it. So I, I think it's the same, you know, it's the same way. Like, you know, I think it's on the commentary team to to, to make up for that a little bit, and the wrestler in the ring to figure out, okay, oh crap, I might didn't let, let me still go for the cover because you know I feel like I maybe I did feel like I hit him. You know, you just, you know, I, I always think that, you know, it's always interesting to see. When people do botch something, like how do the, how do they adjust to it? Uh, and then I felt like the transition in this match were really good. Like they worked well together. Uh, they they worked so so well together. Like they have you know so so much so much so much history. Uh, and and I, I like that they worked that they made it feel like they've been wrestling each other for forever. They they did a good job. It really felt like they they worked their butts off in this match. I I, I liked it. Surprise saving one just because I felt like they were kind of going to keep the train rolling with Macklin. But you know, I mean, still, still, a, still a good match, I, mm-hmm. and and even still, like, I don't even mind like fifty fifty booking. I don't mind any of that. But like, I feel like too, you should. I almost feel like the face should never have that shining moment if you're trying to build someone. Like if you're trying to build Macklin as this dastardly heel uh, who is never truly satisfied, then I think it makes a little bit more sense to maybe even have him attack him after the you know after the match or something just to like it's still saving gets the win but at the same time it still keeps macklin strong or at least keeps macklin uh you know going after what he wants to go after which in this case is saving for now but mm-hmm. yeah okay next thing we had was dion perrazzo she was backstage getting interviewed before her title well before the rematch for you know before a title match and you know she she kind of got upset you know she kind of got offended you know like how jill was questioning her like question her accomplishments that she was doing you know she's like she's a four-time you know women's champ no four-time women's champion you know like four-time women's champ 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 yeah exactly and she she's won all these matches and she said that you know it's gonna be no different here tonight and she's gonna get back her title and you know i just like how dion perrazzo you know comes out comes off with her promos and stuff or like you know with her interviews and stuff i really enjoy that from her like She's gotten Dion Perrazzo has gotten so so much better, but what's your thoughts on this uh, segment here? Yeah, and I, and I feel like too, like you can't, like she comes off like you said is believable, right? And I think the biggest thing is, like she, she's upset that she lost the title, right? Like like I feel like sometimes that's lost sometimes in wrestling, like the title is always like the end all be all what you want unless it's otherwise you know, obviously stated, right? Like some people want revenge on someone. So that's why they're not going after a title at all times. Uh, you know, for her, she's trying to get her title back. And I think, you know, her being upset at the interviewer because, you know, of course I'm, I'm mad about this. Of course I want the title back. Like, 
duh, you know, and she's a heel too. So she's supposed to, you know, react in that way. You know, I, I think it was good. And it was another thing I liked about the North when they lost, they were visibly, you could see they were angry that they lost the freaking titles. Um, and I think that's important. And I think that's something that sometimes is uh, missed in, in wrestling uh, nowadays. Sometimes it, people aren't as upset that they lost the title per se, like, you know, in, in storyline in character. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I think she's very much so improved too from like the first time we saw her. Uh, you know, I think she's she's one of the best. Like, she reminds me a lot of, of Tessa, which I feel like uh, at this for for personal reasons is probably not the greatest comparison at this point in time. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I feel like you know she she kind of picked up where where Tessa had left off because Tessa was really good when when you know when when she had her head on straight. So I think. I, I think Deanna's just just good. Like she she's just good and continues to prove it. You know, uh, time after time. So mm-hmm. uh, I definitely agree with that. So the next match we had was the Triple A Rainendale Reigns Championship on the line. The challenger Deon Peraza was going up against the champion Taya Valkyrie. So this is a rematch from Rebellion here, which I thought this was a good match. I was it better than their? Uh, I don't think it was better than the Rebellion match. I really enjoyed that match a lot better. Um, but I like how, um, Deon Peraza was working on, you know, working on, uh, Ty Valkyrie's arm a lot during the match. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, both these women have really good chemistry and it, I feel like Ty Valkyrie, you know, she had more of the, you know, upper hand there, during this match, you know, like she knew what to expect from Deon Peraza quite a bit, you know, that they, they have, you know, really good counters with, counters with each other. Um, but it's more with the... Results what happened after the match. So we had Ty Valkyrie retain the title. And then we had the return of Mia Yim. She she came out, which that I was not expecting Mia Yim, which I'm I'm happy she's back. I'm happy she's back in you know Impact here. Or, you know, she was formerly going as Jade, you know, when she was part of the um part of the uh whatchamacallit. The uh, dollhouse, right? Part of the dollhouse, yeah, with um, Tara Terrell and um, uh, Marty, Marty Bell. Marty Bell, yeah. So I'm I'm happy that um, I'm happy that Mia Yim is back in Impact. I think it's really good, and it adds more to this uh, knockouts division. So I I thought it was really good stuff here. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I thought this match was was pretty good. I don't know how I feel about Taya. Like, I've never really liked Taya. She's always came off a little bit slow, slow for my for my personal liking. Um, I, I, I never want to say she's not good because I think she is good. Um, she just doesn't come off as fluid as I expected her to, I guess. Um, and I feel like sometimes she's a little bit slow for her moveset. Like, she has a very like lucha. You know, she's you know. Uh, formerly from AAA, so you know she has a lot of lucha style within her wrestling. But I think sometimes Hate it feels like she's, drags. <laughs> yeah, you know, I f- I just feel like sometimes she she moves a little bit slow for the style that she presents. Uh, and I don't know if maybe that sometimes like that's her rushing a little bit, like her like rushing trying to move so fast to the next move. Because I mean, I'm sure you know there there is more methodical. Uh, there's a more methodical aspect into the Lucha Libre style too. 
so like I, I don't know like i feel like she she would fit better as more of a methodical wrestler even even as a face than than she does as this kind of like trying to rush and get every little lucha uh as we used to call them lucha thing in every time uh you know good lucha things in every time like I, I just feel like that's my only issue with her. Like, like I, I, I like her. I think she's pretty good. Like, I think she, I, I think she does good work. I just think sometimes she feels a little slow, um, at, in terms of like the way her move set is set up. But, but mm-hmm. it was cool to see Million back. I was, I was excited. It wasn't expecting it. I tried my best to stay off social media as much as I could in terms of trying to watch this show. And, I, I, I was, I was. Thoroughly surprised, and it was a good surprise. Like I was like, okay, cool, Miriam's back. You know, now what? What's her beef with Diana Perazzo? Uh, becomes more of a question, um, because yeah, becomes more. I was thinking about Mercedes Martinez, but becomes more of a question because you know, Diana don't have anything for you to uh, to, to come try to get now. So you know, maybe there's personal animosity. They go back to their NXT know. days. Yeah, you know, maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe you know. I mean, and that would be good. To, I think if they incorporate that in, uh, were they both in the Cruiserweight Classic? Did they did they fight in the Cruiserweight Classic at all? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I might I, I might have checked that point, but I don't I don't think so. Yeah, because I, I, I think Deanna didn't like, like. I think she got eliminated like first round, right? Yeah, she did get eliminated first round. Yeah, so I don't think they did, but um, you know, just kind of. There's a story there. There's a good story there that that's worth uh, that's worth going after, um, and I think they should do it. But I'm, I'm excited. Medium's back, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then next we had another backstage segment where Trey Miguel is getting interviewed by Gia Miller. You know, basically he was promising that he was going to get his X Division title back, and he was saying how him and the Ace Austin, you know, they had their feuds been going on for like quite a long time, like ever since. Ace Austin has been there, like, ever since, like, 2020. Like, I feel like every single pay-per-view we had, you know, Ace Austin versus Trey McGill in some type of match or, like, a multi-man match. And, like, and um, Trey McGill even mentioned that, you know, the only time he's beat Trey McGill was, like, a tag team match, which he, he's not happy with that. But what's your thoughts on this here, this promo? Yeah, I, I thought it was a good promo. Um my thoughts on it. I mean, Trey, Trey Miguel is, is, is good. I, I like a little bit more serious Trey Miguel. You know, of course, when when he left, or not when he left, but but I mean, yeah, but also when he left, he was a part of the Rascals, and they were a little bit more you know jokey and uh, a, a lot of, a lot of fun. But you know, to see him kind of flip that switch and become a little bit more serious, even as a face, I think it's been good. I, I've I've enjoyed his and Ace Austin's feud. Uh, it was a little interesting at first with with the mom involved but uh would have been a good time to uh bring that up with mother's day weekend but uh but still like i feel like uh their feud is, uh, has always been good and always produced good matches so I, I i was excited for the match i mean a, a good a good interview that wasn't necessarily needed i don't know but you know i i, I liked it though yeah i, I agree and then the next match we had was the X Division Championship match. Ace Austin was defending the title against Trey Miguel. Which, like I said, these guys put on some banger matches, and these guys know each other inside the ring and outside of the ring. Like I thought it was really good. I, I like how commentary was mentioning that Ace Austin he's going to be in the best of the Super Juniors for um, for uh, New Japan, so he's going to be representing Impact. 
They're like, you know what? Yeah, they're probably going to have, like, they're probably going to have uh, Ace Austin retain the title here because, you know, you know, with him taking the title into that tournament, you know, like, represent Impact, I, I thought that'd be a good thing. But I, I thought it was a really solid match here. Um, Ace Austin won by the fold. So, solid match here. Yeah. Any I, thoughts on the match? I, I can't disagree with this. Uh, I think... Let me look. I'm trying to look at the other matches right off. I mean, Steve Mack and, and, and Saban might have been match of the night, but this was this was either close second or one A one B type type feel. Uh, this mm-hmm. was one of the best matches I, of the night, and they they do this every time. Like like uh, Trey Miguel and Ace Austin do this every single time. Like like I you know they have the chemistry down. You know they know each other, and then the fact that they've been doing this for a while uh, in terms of having this feud for so long, you know it kind of brings up a little bit more of the um oh they know each other type of a feel right you know like like you know he knows what he's gonna do before he does it and, and that type of thing like even like with that springboard uh reversal i had never really seen anything uh like that maybe I ha- i've had my eyes closed for a couple years or something but i had never really seen anything like that reversal that Ace Austin did when Trey Miguel was going to do his little springboard. He kind of just did like an arm drag off the top of the, you know, off the off the top rope. That that was good. Um, that that was that was amazing. And Trey Miguel seemed a little frustrated, especially early on in this match. Uh, and I mean, Ace Austin seems to get you that way. Uh, I feel like I, I do feel like uh, Miguel's entrance is is awesome. Uh, it might just need a little bum 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 uh, from from DJZ or something. I feel like I think I think it might be missing, uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you know I, he, he I like needs his manager. He needs his manager there, um, uh, GM Miller, because in the Indies, apparently, I don't know if they're a real couple or something, mm-hmm. but like when he comes to Wrestle Revolver, um, GM Miller is his um, manager, mm-hmm. which I think I think is pretty interesting. Oh yeah, you know, she, she's pretty easy on the eyes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she's pretty easy on the eyes. Um, <laughs> Or maybe they're missing Man Man Fulton. That's what it is. Man Man Fulton's missing from this. <laughs> that's what it was. That's, that's, what it that's was. What, Man Man Fulton's missing for you. <laughs> I feel like this match got really disrespectful uh, between the two because I mean, it was kind of, you know, every time Ace Austin gets in the ring with Trey Miguel, it's always a little personal, I feel like. Uh, and then that the uh, the apron reversal sequence was really good. Uh, just, you know, just the, the control um, on the apron by both of these guys. You know, I I just I just thought it was uh, really fun. I, I thought the the fold finish was really good. Um, just that that transition into that was 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 amazing. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. And then the next match we had was oh here DJ's favorite match here. We had Arn Moore going up against the Bullet Club. DJ, let let me hear your thoughts because I know you got some, I know you got some thoughts on this match here. I don't don't have many because I didn't watch it. Uh, I I I was gonna go back and watch it, and then the review happened. But I just I was not ready for this. I I, I couldn't do it. I, I really couldn't. Like this this is the first time in a while where I've just been like, eh, not gonna watch it. Uh, and that's how I felt about this one. Like it, it's weird because it feels like they got like I like Iron and War a lot, but it feels like Iron and War is just like the faction that goes up against other factions. <laughs> like they don't do anything else but just go up against other factions. So I mean I just I eh, I just I, I'm a little ten man tagged out at this point. I, I can't I can't take it. 
I thought this was, um, what's the word I might put this in? I thought this was a match full of fuckery. <laughs> that's what <laughs> this was. Good. Like, there was so much chaos in this match, and that's usually how 10-man tag team matches go. Like, you forget, like, oh, who's the legal man at some points? Or, like, they're doing all these crazy high spots, or everybody's trying to get their moves in, in like, a short amount of time. Like, right at the beginning, we see, you know, like, we see a big brawl happening. They all spill out to the uh, outside. Like, this is just way too much that's going on for me. <laughs> like, sometimes I have a hard enough watching a two-on-two match, let alone having ten, ten guys in there, you know. Go like, oh, who's the legal guy in here? Um, and, like, you got some people, you know, throwing themselves over the ropes, you know, doing the, you know, big, huge spot. Like, someone diving on to, like, a big pile. You know, and the crowd go like, holy shit, holy shit. You know, those type of chants. That's what that's what this match was. It was, it was fuckery. That, that's what this match was here. Um, but I don't know more did end up winning this match here, which I was quite honestly surprised. I thought Bullet Club would get the win, and Bullet Club, you know, they, they were very over with this you know, Cincinnati crowd here. You know, they were going like, too sweet, woo woo, too. And you know, the, and Jay White, he was so over here. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't know more won with um, hitting the uh, proton pack when um, it's like a backpack stunner and like. When, uh, yeah, it's like a backpack stunner, and I think it's, uh, Matt Taven, he's like a running, running kick. So, I, I thought it was good. Um, I can't remember who got pinned, though. I know it was one of the Bullet Club guys, but I don't remember, like, it, like I said, way too much stuff went on in this match. It was, it was crazy chaos in this match here. Uh, what was the next match? Oh, yeah, yeah, the next match and we had was, uh, the Impact Knockouts Championship match. Have, um... Tasha Stills was defending the title against Havoc. Thoughts on this match? You you seem like you did not enjoy this match. It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just something about Havoc I can't do. Like, I don't know what it is. It's because she's a big girl? <laughs> no. It's, like, it's just something about Havoc I cannot do. I don't know what it is, but, like, she just not, she's not doing it for me. Like, I, I like Tasha Steeles. I mean, she was twerking more than Katie Forbes in this match. But <laughs> I mean, Havoc just wasn't 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 doing it for me. I just I was a bigger Havoc fan before, but I just I'm just not a fan. Like I don't know. Like she doesn't have the look to me. Like she doesn't she feels slow. She feels sluggish. Um, I don't know if she's necessarily sloppy. I think I've heard that before, but I'm not going to don't take my word for it because I don't really know that right off. But, like, I just – I'm just not a fan. And sorry, Rich Swan, because I know y'all are friends. But, like, I just – I'm just not a fan of Havoc. Um, I think this match lasted way longer than it should have for the people that were in it, and I'm not talking about Tasha Steeles. Uh, it, it just it, – this match almost felt like it, it drug on for me. I just – I was not – this man, I was not having it. Uh, th- this was not a uh, pick me up after the ten man tag. Um, it it wasn't even that. It wasn't that it was that bad. It was just like I can't. I, can't, I just can't do havoc. I can't. Um, I'd rather have Rosemary. Can't 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 do havoc. Yeah, I think it's interesting how ha- I'm havoc. You know, she's getting the title shot now. Like after Rosemary, you know, she just got it. Um, so I, I kind of find it interesting. Uh, yeah, it was a decent match, but I definitely agree how the match did last way too long than it needed to. I'm like, is this match over yet? I was about to skip skip over this match mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Um, but I definitely agree. I mean, I like when Tasha Stills was doing her twerking. I mean, it wasn't enough of it, but like I, I enjoyed it. I mean, not as much as I enjoy Kiara Hogan, though. I wish I wish Fire and Flavor I was do, still a team. I do miss Fire and Flavor. <laughs> what? Um, oh, uh, was somebody banned from ringside or something? The the girl that runs with uh, Tasha Steeles? Uh, I don't think so. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. I, I uh, thought that Savannah was Savannah Evans. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it was weird that she wasn't there. Yeah, I don't I don't think she was banned from ringside. I mean she possibly could have been, but for my notes or I don't I don't think she was banned from ringside. But, but she probably could have been. I don't know. I could I probably could have messed over it or, or something like that, but like I said, I mean it was decent, but like I don't know, I just feel like some these women these two women they don't really like their styles don't really mesh up all together. It's like not just because Havoc. that's because Havoc looks Looks slow and yeah. sluggish. I, I I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I I definitely say that. But I do like the point when uh, Tasha Steele she hit um, a cutter from the top. Like she hit a springboard cutter. That was nice. Um, I don't <laughs> know. What's that? Go ahead. Oh, forgive me. Uh, Havoc looks like she just comes off as like an indie wrestler to me. Like, she just doesn't look the part. Like, and I know she's a professional. I know she's made uh, plenty of money. And, I, and I'm sure she's better than... <laughs> no. I, I'm sure she is far better than I'm ever going to give her credit for. But just to me, she just she looks like the indie wrestlers that they wanted to pick this Giants. That's how I'm going to put it, to be nice. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. I agree with that. I literally um, remember an indie show I went to where somebody looked smacked like Havoc. Not even gonna lie. <laughs> and it was um, better than Havoc. That's the issue that I'm having. I mean, but then, like there were some good sequences that happened in this match, but um, I'm happy that Tasha still retained. Like I, I, there was like no doubt in my mind that Tasha Stills wasn't going to retain. I do think the crucifix bomb thing uh, pin. The pin aspect of it is the perfect finish for for a bigger opponent because how the heck they gonna ever flip over? Um, it's like a fish it's, out of water. it kind of didn't look believable. Um, some of the moves that um, yeah. Tasha Stills wasn't looking believable, and, and I think like that's the hard part. Like, how do you get the momentum to even flip her over like that? Yeah. But like once you get her in that position, um, you should be good. Hope no one yeah. takes that out of context. Um, like you should be completely like you should should win the match like. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should should be good there. Um, but yeah, let's, let's move on to the next match. So we had the Impact World Tag Team Championships on the line, Violet by Design defending the titles against the Briscoe Brothers. And DJ, what's your, what's your thoughts on this match here? Excellent, 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 and even more excellent. Uh, the Briscoes. Uh, I mean, they're, they're legends. What can you say? And then, you know, having EY come out here and do do his thing, like, I mean, of course, you know, he's he's a legend at this point, too. Uh, j- j- just amazing. And, you know, of course, Violent by Design kind of gets the upper hand because Joe Doring attacked the Briscoes. Um, I, I want to give a shout-out to, to Diener, like I really do, for, for trading shots with Mark Briscoe. I, I, I got to give a shout-out to him. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I'm glad that the Briscoes are champs. 
But I got to tell you, this might have been uh, Diener's best showing, especially with Violent by Design. I've always felt like he's always come off as the weak link and not because uh, he's bad at all, just more so because um, it's just kind of come off like that, I, I guess because of the stature of the other two. But I think I think Diener had a really good showing in this match. Like I think he looked just he just looked really impressive. He looked like he belonged in this match, um, and 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 I'm happy about that. Now they got to bring in Jake something to make this team something. Hey, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Um, no, I thought this was a really good match. Like there were some points where I go like, oh maybe um, Violent by Design might retain the titles here. Cause like it just had me going like I, I didn't know who was gonna win this, but I I was so happy when um I, mar- I marked out when uh, the Briscoes won this match here. They won it by a Doomsday device, which which was really good. Um, and I definitely do agree with D- Diener has his yeah this was probably his best showing that he had, and maybe you know like the Briscoes because you know they were carrying this match you know like maybe because the Briscoes they work I, I never seen a bad Briscoes match. Like I have never seen one up to this point, and I thought it was a really good match here, and I'm happy. It's not too late to send him to Saudi. Oh God, no! Please don't, no, don't, 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 don't do that. Um, but yeah, new tag team champions, the Briscoe Brothers. And then after this, we had a segment with with Moose coming out to the ring. Basically, you know, he was saying he's done so much for this company and saying that he's going to hijack this show. And if, and if Scott DeMore doesn't come out in at least like 30 seconds, he's going to come jump over the barricade and, you know, do beat, beat up these sons of bitches. That, that, that's how he was wording it, basically. And then we had this vignette come up. Like, they've been teasing this for a while. It said EGV, which... When I was watching the promos before, I was like, this is this got to be Sam McKellian. Because I saw, like, a broken bone or something, like an x-ray. And I seen, like, Eddie Edwards get blocked out. I seen, um, like, uh, Moose getting shaded out or whatever, like, um, like that. And then finally, the name came up, Sam McKellian. So, Sam McCallahan's finally back from his injury, uh, which I'm, I'm happy about. And... It was. It's nice seeing Sam McCallahan back, and he, he drops um he drops Moose here with the driver with the pile driver here, which I, I I thought was really good. It was really good here. Thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I was I was excited to see Sammy back. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he's back. I, Sammy is one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, just I I just I just like him so much. He just he's just so good. Um. Glad, glad he's back. Want to see what he's going to do with Moose. Uh, besides drop him on his head, because I know that's going to happen uh, again. Uh, but he's going, he's going to spell on his hand. He's going to slap, slap him. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited he's back. I, I, that, that was, that was good. I'm surprised they went this direction to bring him back, like after a promo or something. But you know, still, still good. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting Sam McCallahan to show up on this show. Like I thought maybe they're going to wait a while to have him return, but. Yeah, apparently he's very ready to go, which I'm I'm happy. Um, I'm happy to see what Sammy Calla has in store. Uh, and then now we had the main event for the Impact World Championship. We had Josh Alexander defending the towel against Tomohiro Ishii, and this was a hard hitting match. 
This was a very hard hitting match. More like it's like a very strong style type of match. A lot, a lot of chops from both guys. You know, like very, very hard hitting. Um, and you know, it took Josh Alexander. You know, multiple times. You know, he had to hit um, hit a whole bunch, a whole bunch of German suplexes in this match. Like I, I don't know. He's looking like Brock Lesnar out there. You know, taking him to su- <laughs> Suplex City. And he he was doing that same thing with Moose at uh, Rebellion. Which I feel like this with this uh, Joshua Alexander title run, it kind of re- reminds me of uh, like a Kurt Angle type of run. And Josh Alexander, you know, there's a lot of similarities between um, Josh Alexander and Kurt Angle. You know, they, they both like have they're both um, built the same kind of. And like I like when um, Josh Alexander was going for that uh, the moonsault top rope. I got like, yeah, this is like Kurt Angle esque. I feel, and I feel like that's the type of title reign that Josh Alexander is going to have here. Um, but no, I, I thought this was a very good match. A lot of good false finishes, false finishes in this match from both guys. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it was a really solid match here. But I, I didn't think for a second that Josh Alexander was going to lose his title. I mean, because... You know, Tomo Ishii, you know, he's he's fully over there with like New Japan and stuff, but it's cool seeing seeing him over here and stuff. But thoughts on this match? I mean, Ishii um pretty much sent Jonah out of impact, so that happened. Uh <laughs> I, I that's something I, I don't understand. What I don't know why he's gone already. Um I don't know if it was an impact thing, I don't know if it was a him thing. Probably a him thing, uh, is, is what I'm gonna guess. But because I'm sure they didn't want to bring him in for what was it, two months or whatever, just have him leave. Um, I mean, not not Jonah. It seemed like they were trying to build him up, but um, good. I mean, definitely, definitely was good stuff from from uh, from both of these guys. It was a knockdown, drag out type of a match, uh, like a battle of toughness. You know, if if you will. Um, and and I, I also love that Ishii would do anything he possibly can to to not tap. That that was that was fun. Like that show of toughness uh, by grabbing the referee, rolling around, whatever he can do. Uh, that, didn't that, even that start biting. Really didn't good. even start biting the hand or biting. Um, I thought he bit at some points. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that was that was good. Like that. I think that was just good little you know the little psychology. But um, I mean, just a really good match. Uh, uh, I, I was. I mean, both of these guys are just really good. I mean, I mean, I, I think Alexander's going to have a pretty good run uh, coming coming up soon. Uh, like coming up soon, like like literally as we speak. So I, I hope, you know, I, I hope to see like what this means. Like, you know, who who challenges him. You know how it goes. And I, I think it's. I mean, because Josh Alexander has put on some bangers since he's become a singles guy, and, and his his rise through the singles ranks have been quick and fast. So. Uh, to see what they do with him next is going to be definitely going to be good. I'm excited, and I hope he's it's not like a transitional champion because, like, like I said, he's he's doing some really good stuff. I mean, ever since that match he had, I think it was last year, or maybe the year before, he had that um, Iron Iron Man match against. Uh, I think it was. Uh, well, but his yeah, I think it was against uh, was it against Trey Miguel. Or yeah, it was against Trey Miguel. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think his coming out party was was that triple threat with Trey Miguel and Ace Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was like a rebellion, maybe something like that. Yeah. But yeah, great match here, solid match. I'm happy that 
Josh Alexander retained. And now the next show that's coming up for Impact is Slammiversary. So we'll see where they go, like building up building up to that show. That's coming up here next month, which is crazy. Yep. But which I think is a, like their biggest show of the year, rather than um, I mean, Battle for Glory is big, but like I always be, just been a bigger fan of um, Slammiversary. But final thoughts on the show, DJ. I have none. Uh, I, I mean, just a really good show. I think it. I, I think if you want to watch a good wrestling show, you should go watch this one. That's that's all I'm gonna say. If you want to watch a good wrestling show from the weekend of the seventh, uh, eighth, and well, the ninth is not the weekend, but if you want to watch a good wrestling show from from the weekend of the seventh, you should uh, watch this one. Okay. DJ, you want to send us on out? Send us on home yep. here? I will, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. Uh, as always, you can uh, listen to us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, just just Google us. We're Googleable. Uh, you can. Also, that's that's a T-shirt you can get on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. On, on Pro Wrestling Tees. So we have T-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. The podcast is everywhere you can Google. Um, and also, you know, the, the video uh, of the podcast, of course, is on YouTube as well. Um, st- still working on like clips and stuff uh, for for like Facebook and TikTok and stuff like that, but working on that as well. Original content on TikTok too. So as always, hope you guys enjoy. Appreciate Justin for coming by. Uh, the Impact Gurus are signing out. Until next time.